March 19, 1975. Next news as it happens. Next scheduled news at 11 o'clock over WOR Radio 710, the talk of New York. I think it's about time we did this anyway. Uh, I uh, I love uh, commercials, as you probably know. I really do. I enjoy watching them. I, I can't I can't I don't know. It's just something about them. I I'm drawn to commercials like a like a fly is drawn to uh, to clover honey. You know, like a six year old is drawn to uh, to a Skippy peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, and the more you eat, you know. Uh, by the way, speaking of Skippy peanut butter. You remember when they used to have those great commercials that were really funny for only on for a brief time when this totally zonked out Peter Pan would arrive. Do you remember those? He just he would show up and he's wearing his green suit and he was either bombed or he was he would fall out of the ah! he'd fall out of the window. Hey, don't you believe and he'd fly out. Don't you you don't remember those. See that's the trouble, his stuff goes sneaking by in the night. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we we would like to though tonight uh, salute uh, certain commercials. You know, the one thing about commercials that's so great is that uh, they uh, they go in all directions. Uh, for example, is the there is the commercial that is so elegantly produced with the uh, shots uh, against the sky and filters and little leaves going that uh, you have no idea what they were selling you. When it disappears, they just uh, it was just suddenly you've you've glimpsed. A few outtakes from uh, Federico Fellini, and a beautiful thing. And uh, of course, this is the kind of stuff that just drives old Mr. C. G. Bullard right up the wall. The one that's paying the dough, you know, at the International Garbage Company, 
and they're trying to sell those cans that they've got out in the back there. They've been making garbage cans for 150 years now, and they've got 17,000 cans to move quick by next week. And they go get the agency, and the agency turns out this beautiful, lyrical evocation of uh, the world we live in with original music by uh, Alexander North or Mitch Lee, flutes and birds. And when it's all over, you know, there's one brief fleeting glimpse of a gleaming object in the distance. It's the International Garbage Maker uh, <laughs> can number 415, the one they're trying to push. But it looks like a faint distant star on the... On the so, you know, this is, a, this is another kind of... When you sit there and enjoy that kind. And then, uh, then there's the kind where... Uh, where uh, uh, the, the, the comparison test type is always good. I like that kind, where uh, a guy, uh, suddenly you only see him from the back all the time. He says, says, says thing like this, uh, Madam, we'd like to uh, test your, uh, we'd like to test your, uh, your uh, paper towels. Now, uh, we, have, uh, we have four paper towels here. Which one is yours? Now, test the, and, you know, and they dip the thing and the water goes up. And she's always saying, oh, and it's cheaper, too. Oh, well, I'm going to buy that in the future, of course. And about 17 of them, and they all contradict the other. If you just quickly switch the dial, you'll find that, that uh, uh, independent testing companies are always finding uh, totally contradictory results, which I suppose is why there are more than one company. But, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. But the, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, types of commercial is the, is the commercial that is in such exquisite bad taste that it approaches it really approaches an art form in itself there is the you know do you know what the Grand Guignol theater is it's the theater of of horror and savagery in uh, the French theater there's a great tradition of this uh, of, of unbelievable uh, stuff you're seeing I remember one night in Paris I went to one of these theaters and, and blood is squirting all over the stage and screams but it's so wildly done that it, it becomes uh, it becomes a curious kind of beauty. It's the beauty of, of, of total evil, uh, and uh, so we have approached the Grand Guignol Theater in uh, let's say bad taste. The bad taste can get to be so bad. There's a certain ingen uh, ingenuous quality to it, and I would like to salute the guy that comes prancing out of the door. Not yet, Al. He comes. All right, okay. Please, you can bring that up. They're sneaking that that nice music there. Our our group of critics are making this. Uh, Who's up to bring in our Olympic yes? The International Panel of Olympian Television Critics take this opportunity tonight to salute in the cosmic creative bad taste category. This week's Bad Taste Commercial. We salute the Life Boy Corporation, makers of a fine soap, and also creators of a fine Bad Taste Commercial. We like the one particularly, and our critics all agreed that this is one of the best, when a young man is seen coming down a beautiful American street. It is mid-America in all its glory. He is returning home from work. A young junior executive. And suddenly his three-year-old daughter appears. And does daddy say, Hello, Bernice. How were things today in the nursery? 
He sings to her. He sings, I smell clean. I smell clean. It's not enough to be clean. You've got to smell clean. And to me, yes, yes, Daddy, you smell clean. This is cosmic bad taste. And only truly creative mind could have conceived such an immense concept. Daddy smells clean tonight. Thank you. That was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you've seen that one. Oh, there's an, they have guy comes. He comes in prancing into the room. Uh, you know, the, he, this one here is a wee bit light-footed, I might add. He comes, he comes prancing in the room. He goes, oh, I smell clean. <laughs> I smell clean. <laughs> I smell clean. I smell clean. It's not enough to be clean. I smell clean. <laughs> and the girl says, what do you mean? Oh. He smells clean. She goes. Oh, wow. Just wonder what it was like before he bought that soap. Well, you know, that's the way it goes. Right? I mean, I, pre- I, I, I like that, that commercial. Now, Al, you have your own favorite. Yes, I agree with you. Another runner-up, by the way. There was a runner-up. It got the silver medal category. Uh, please, would you give me a little of that beautiful music again? Uh, I think this is fitting. Uh, would you please... Uh, right, uh, right. That's just, just sneak it in there, Al. That's all right. Uh, you, you just don't get an Olympian chorus ready in a second. You just don't. Get all that drum roll, all those clarion horns blowing, the banners flying high. Our Olympian television panel of judged experts tonight. Salute in the silver medal or category B. Cosmic bad taste commercials. Runner up at a very close second to the great classic I Smell Clean. We salute tonight an unforgettable commercial, which in a hundred years or so will be one of the great classics of the commercial literature. We see a man sitting in his comfortable home. He is in what appears to be a rocking chair. There is a crackling fire. And his dog, we shall call him Towser, his dog approaches, friendly, his tail is wagging, and suddenly the dog faints. And the man says, My feet again! At which point then he takes the product and sprays it on his feet. And the dog and he live happily ever after. That makes the little man that rose around in the back of the john there, in the blue water, look like greasy kid stuff. And so tonight, the Olympian board of television critics now put the seal of silver medal approval on The Fainting Dog. That's the title of the commercial there. Speaking of commercials, buddy, here's a couple of stick in your ear. Right here, 
Grand Union has grand buys this week, like USDA Choice Boneless Beef, Top or Boneless Sirloin Tip Round Roast, only $1.19 a pound. And chock full of milk coffee, all method grind, one pound can, only 99 cents. It's a grand union of all good things at Grand Union. Yeah, here's a weird spot here. Have you ever felt that you could write as good an article as some of the ones you read in national magazines? Well, here's your chance, buddy. Harper's Weekly is a fascinating new publication written almost entirely by its own readers. For example, a supermarket clerk uh, reveals the little tricks of his trade. A citizen tells how volunteers defeated the gambling lobby. I'll bet. Parents and children report on busing. So uh, if you'd like to write, here's your chance. Harper's Weekly will pay you $25 if your article is published, and they'll pay $10 for a clipping or a quote. So uh, even if you never contribute anything, you'll love reading the magazine. And if you would uh, like to try it, just give them a call. Uh, they'll give you the first four issues free. If you don't like it, you just keep the issues and cancel. They do like six dollars. Call this number AU two two thousand right now. Two thousand. And if you're outside of the area, call area code two one two collect JU two two thousand. Which high potency vitamin do physicians and pharmacists recommend most? Telegram and Telegram M with minerals by Squibb. The name Squibb on the label means that you have no doubt about the honor or integrity of the maker. And right now you can take advantage of a great special offer. Buy 100 Telegram or Telegram M tablets at the regular price and get 30 extra tablets at no extra cost. 30 free when you buy 100. That's a month's supply for one person. But the offer is minimum. Get your Telegram by Squid now. It's the brand physicians and pharmacists recommend most for mixed vitamin deficiencies. Available at all fine neighborhood Genevieve's drugstore outlets. It's great fun for everyone. The all-new New York Sports and Vacation Show is on now through Sunday the 23rd at the New York Coliseum. You'll find the newest sports, fishing, hunting, and camping equipment, plus exciting new vacation ideas, and the latest in recreational vehicles. Lots of fun-filled entertainment. Meet stars of the Jets and Giants football teams. Hosted by TV outdoorsman Joe DeFalco. Wrestle with Victor the Bear. Play ping-pong with the national champion. Fish for live trout. You'll also thrill to exciting trampoline and high-wire acts. And enjoy travel and sports films. Great exhibits, too, like Ithaca Gun, Shakespeare Fishing Tackle, Coleman Camping Equipment, Walt Disney World, and CTWA's Shoot the Colorado River display. Bring your camera. Your photos may win valuable prizes from Willoughby Curvis. So come on out to the fabulous DCA all-new New York Sports and Vacation Show at the New York Coliseum. It's on now through Sunday the 23rd. See you there. The current issue of TV Guide magazine profiles a new type of personality who has been gaining status on television news shows. These journalists are called consumer reporters, and it's their job to help you save money and point out fraud. A look at how a couple of consumer reporters are getting their jobs done. In the same issue, TV Guide provides some interesting insights into Huck Finn. A little less than a century ago, Mark Twain penned his literary classic, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, as the book is adapted for a television special, TV Guide examines Twain's message about a white boy and a black man finding their moment of friendship. This week, TV Guide's cover story talks to Carl Malton, who emerged from the steel town of Gary, Indiana, during the Depression, to pound the pavements in the streets of San Francisco. 
His thoughts make interesting reading in TV Guide, America's biggest selling magazine. TV Guide, on sale everywhere. We're sure, we're sure, we're sure at Shopwell. Passover, a time to celebrate the joys of freedom. As we approach the Passover holiday, Shopwell wants to wish their friends, neighbors, and customers the happiest of holidays. The spirit of Passover is a joyous one, a celebration of a people's liberty and freedom from bondage. It is a celebration that has been observed for thousands of years, and it has a special significance for us today. Let us all pause a moment and give thanks for the unique blessing of being a free people. Shopwell wants to wish everyone all the joys of freedom. Have a nice holiday with Shopwell. This week's spendless specials are U.S. Choice Fresh Brisket of Beef, Thick Cut, 79 cents a pound. Tropicana Orange Juice, Kosher for Passover, Quart Container, 35 cents. Hello, my name is Jacqueline Robinson. I am active in the Harlem branch of the YMCA. I hope to succeed in my educational and career objectives, just like those who have been selected as Black Achievers for 1975. These individuals have gained my respect and serve as positive models for young blacks to follow. For more information on the Black Achievers, contact the Harlem Y at 212-286-0700. Fine. <laughs> I knew it. Sticking out of your ear like grapes. I smell clean. I smell clean. Boom, boom, boom. I smell... You see it. This is WOR New York. We smell clean. We smell any station that's got John Gambling on it is a clean station. We smell clean. True, do you agree? We smell clean. You wouldn't work at a bad station. We smell clean. We smell clean, clean, clean. Now, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I would like to, uh, I, uh, would you want to, you want to, want me to give your opinion again, Al? Al, Al is our resident critic. He, uh, one of his favorites, of course, is the, uh, is the Dream Stopper commercials. There seems to be a great controversy out there in the audience land about how to unstop drains. I did not realize that drain stoppage was the problem that it is. I suppose it depends on what you stuff into your sink. Right? <laughs> and and uh, now they get the, you know, the drain stoppers. And the one, the one, uh, one I particularly like is the one that has what appears to be a glass pipe. You know, I like that glass pipe. That's replaced the old glass stomach. You remember the glass stomachs you used to be on television? Uh, there is there is a, a commercial that I think is in, the, again, exquisitely bad taste, is the guy sitting there, and he's, he's apparently in darkness or something. You just see his head, but below him you see the stomach, and it's vaguely lit up. And he says, oh, do I have gas? You know, and his stomach is... <laughs> I think that's kind of nice. And uh, and then he takes the product, and then he says, Oh, goodbye, gas. And uh, that's kind of nice. Especially since he delivers his, his, his lines in vaguely Shakespearean terms. He does not deliver it the way a guy would deliver it who's really got gas. Like, <laughs> he, he says, Goodbye, gas. It's a kind of a romantic concept. Next, you know, next tomorrow night, Romeo and Juliet. 
However, uh, these these are all these are all passing fancies. I think some of the great bad taste commercials are gone now. At least have some goodies. Oh yes, well I think one of the best ones is a beautiful girl. You see this now, a beautiful girl who comes on and she sprays one as it's so delicately uh, said in the commercial. She sprays one underarm with one <laughs> with with one deodorant, and she's making the uh, the test. Uh, she says, "Any of you would realize that uh, if you sprayed one with one, your favorite deodorant with our deodorant, and uh, the, and the other arm." I can just see you going around the office one day, and you know, one arm is real bad news. It's it's fermenting. One arm is fermenting, and the other the other arm is as fresh as the daisies in spring. And you're running the test. Oh, I smell clean. I smell clean. I smell clean, clean, clean. Oh, oh yes, I was going to tell you that story about the. You know, the other night we did a story about the house that fell down. <laughs> Remember that? You do. Gee, you've got a fantastic memory. Well, that must be eight or nine minutes ago. You mean you can remember all that? Well, uh, well that's one of the problems in today's world, you know. It's very difficult to have any kind of memory when when the news is coming out at you night after night, day after day, taped every other single way. You can't remember uh, last year, clearly. I mean, do you remember old names, people people that, that, that are out of the uh, purple lavender past? Do you remember Robert McNamara, who was always in the news? Remember him? I wonder where he is tonight. You remember McGeorge Bundy? I always liked that name, McGeorge Bundy. Never quite could figure out what he did, but he was always in the news. McGeorge Bundy. He's gone. <laughs> I wonder where, where old George is tonight, making his great intellectual concepts. Uh, where was Joy? Let's see. Uh, who are some of those other names that you... Chester Bowles. Remember Chester Bowles, old chap? Uh, that's, uh, those great names. Uh, now, you see how quickly nostalgia sets in? Those guys were in the news <laughs> seemingly up to about the last eight minutes ago, and now all of a sudden they're nostalgia. Yeah, you know, the people will be uh, people remembering those great names of the past very shortly. Let's see. Who else can you, can you think of offhand of uh, that type? Uh, Chester Balls, uh, General Westmoreland. There was another one. They were all part of the same period, right? Uh, they were all doing the same stuff. All those goodies that brought us where we are today, friends. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> They're being very quiet. They're keeping a low profile. <laughs> when you lay a 10-year egg like Vietnam, good Lord, you better keep a low profile after that. You know, it's like handing a goose that lays the golden eggs, and one day it lays a gigantic egg that's made out of nothing but spiders that come running at you, and after that, you don't want to talk to the goose anymore, do you? That rotten egg. Uh, speaking of rotten eggs, no, no, I better not mention him tonight. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> however, I would like to uh, would like to salute our Swedish friends. Uh, for those of you who are Swedish cuckoos out there, and there are Swedophiles. What do they call them, Swedophiles? I mean, you know, there's Anglophiles, there's Francophiles. What is a what is a guy that's hung on Swedes? Ah, he's a connoisseur. I see. <laughs> I see. It comes in the mail, right? Right. And you have these eight millimeter super double X slides. I understand. Well, uh, Sweden isn't at all like that. It's one of the squarest countries I've ever been in my life. Sweden. Yes, it's uh, deadeningly square, and uh, it is curious. Yes, they are very staid people. But the Swedes have something going on, burling, uh, as they say in Queens. 
onto the surface. It's uh, it's burling, boy. Because, uh, for example, the Swedes now have come up uh, with... Uh, I'm just saluting this is all part of our bad taste world that we're all living in. Do you, you know that they have, uh, in, in, uh, in Sweden, they have pointy shops for the under six group? I'm not kidding you. They do. They seriously do. You, uh, yes. I mean, you know, like we have FAO Schwartz and... Uh, you know, we have uh, the Macy's Toy Department. They have they have stores that are only for that, and it's and it's 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 it's, ki- it's little kid pony stuff. They figure that if they by the time they, you know, oh yeah, you see these little kids walking around holding their hands over their eyes, sneaking in, you know, and they have uh, they even have uh, they have erotic bibs, you know, for eating the pablum, and uh, they do. I'm not kidding you. They honestly do, and and it's a whole chain of shops all over throughout. Uh, that's Sweden, uh, and uh, you know, you get the kid started early. If he's going to be a connoisseur by the time he's twenty, he has to know it's a long thing. You don't, you don't become a wine taster overnight, you know. The French know this. They start the kid drinking wine when he's five or six. You know, by the time he's uh, uh, fourteen, he has a seventy-four pound liver. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he knows the difference between the Chablis and the Sauterne, though, and that's more than I can say for Marty out in Queens. So, uh, nevertheless, it's a, it's a long, uh, you know, it's a long process. Education cannot be undertaken lightly. Uh, they, they started right. Now, you think I'm kidding, of course, but the, the people who've been in these towns and these places in Sweden, no, I'm not. And uh, they have a T-shirt, by the way, which is a symbol of this play. And uh, little kids walk around with a T-shirt, and it's got a little, little symbol on it. Yes, I'm, I'm kidding. It's, you know, like we have the T-shirt craze going here. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder when people are really going to turn out some really hip T-shirts. You know, today the T-shirts are always bars, like uh, Jimmy's Bar, or uh, Daly's Pub, you know, like Downey's and stuff like that. You know, uh, why don't I get a T-shirt that says uh, Grand Union? You know, or uh, A and P. Well, if you go to the A and P, you spend all your time in the A and P. Why not have a T-shirt? A and P. Uh, or, or you could have a T-shirt that. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, everybody's looking for identity, and you know? that's all, all the whole business of identity. And many people have no identity at all, except that they go to the A and P. They are different from Gristini people, understand? Uh, and everybody has his own little thing. So you like to know, you know, who the home team is, the home school is. Uh, you, you follow me there, Sarah Lee. There's a Sarah. There are the Sarah Lee people. You know, there are. And then there's the Yankee Doodle people. That's a whole different crowd. Lance, you know what the Yankee Doodle is. Yankee Doodle is Sarah Lee for the masses. What it is, really. How do you like that concept, don't you? It's a proletarian Sarah Lee uh, for the plebes. Uh, also the devil dog world. And, uh, of course, then you can get the granola T-shirts. That's always good, you know. Uh, organic food T-shirts. You, know. you are looking at a person that's 99 and 44, 100% pure. I am not adulterated. I eat only brown Asian rice. Look what it's done for the Asians, you know. <laughs> I mean, so, so uh, this is a you can get a T-shirt that proclaims that kind of that religion. Is, a, is uh, I'd like to get a T-shirt though that says Kellogg's cornflakes on it. Uh, yes, I like Kellogg's cornflakes, don't you? That's a, it's a, uh, there's a feeling of hominess. The Kellogg's cornflakes, you know, just letting it all hang out. Uh, I like uh, uh, the commercial where uh, where old Ewell comes out. It tastes like 
Why are hickory nuts? You know, always reminds me a little bit of my my aunt Gwen, uh, who was a very very elegant lady, who had trouble with her upper plate too, and uh, she she would she'd always say things just like that. You know, she'd eat a peach, and she says, you know, this reminds me of those plums we bought in Michigan one year. She was always being reminded of something else. You know, stick with the grape nuts, would you, Yule? The hell with the wild hickory nuts. I mean, we're talking about grape nuts here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, six and one half a dozen the other. I, uh, I, I, uh, commercials, of course, are an important part of my life. We can't ignore them. And uh, since they are here, I think it's time for a serious sociological study of them. And I, I don't mean a, a put-down study of the commercial. And I do believe that the, that the John Stoppage and the Sink Stoppage commercials are part of a great fear in America. Uh, really, you notice you, you see very few commercials. Some fears are so there, some fears are so deep inside of us that we don't even want to be reminded that we have them. Like the other day, see, I go in this, I go into this uh, hardware store. Now you know you go into a hardware store, and uh, there's a kind of a warm feeling about going into hardware stores. Do you have that feeling? Now, I mean, I like to go to hardware stores. I don't know why. There's a certain basic reality to looking at a pile of planes. You know, a bunch of drills and uh, and uh, saws, a, a good healthy saw. You know, a hand saw, like, <laughs> you know that kind. Uh, this is kind of healthy, and you can smell. They all smell the same. The smell of a of a hardware store is a very distinctive smell. You know, it's composed of uh, barrels of ten penny nails and oil and and uh, metal and uh, wood and all that. It's a great smell, you know. Well, I go into this beautiful hardware store the other day, see, and uh, I was trying to buy a new spool for my yo-yo, actually, and I go in there, replacement, you know. It's a, I have a, one of the Duncan uh, Filipino World Championship models, and you can have the replacement spools in there for us pros, and I was going in there to get a replacement spool, see, so I walk in, this beautiful hardware store, and right in the heart of the elegant suburbs, I was visiting a friend who lives in the heart of the elegant suburbs. He's passing. He's uh, trying to pretend he has money. And it ain't easy, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to go. And, uh, yeah, he runs around there. He has one cashmere sweater, see. Now, uh, you can't wear the same cashmere sweater all the time to the same... To the, so what he does is every time he wears his cashmere sweater to the cocktail parties, he dyes it another color. And so everybody thinks he has this elegant uh, set of uh, Scottish... Uh, you know, they're all fakery in a yard wide, but I go into this hardware store. See, I get to the store here, don't worry. So I go into the hardware store, and uh, I'm walking around looking at the planes and uh, the, the drills and the saws, and all these guys are walking in and uh, buying stuff. Yeah, oh, there's a there's a certain kind of guy that just... He's got the look of the mark right away. He cannot pass. There, there are guys that cannot pass hardware stores. No way. They gotta go in. There are guys who cannot, in any way, shape, or form, they cannot pass a hobby store. You know where they have the model trains in the window, the airplanes hanging. There are other guys I know. No matter what, if the city was being hit by an earthquake and atom bombed at the same time, and they were running down Sixth Avenue, you know, and their their clothing is on fire. And they pass a radio parts store that's still open. They'd have to stop and look. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> madness, madness, all is madness. So uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little that way about hardware stores. I don't know what it is. I knew I knew one guy that was that way about stationery stores. 
travel all around the world. He would go into a stationary store and look at rubber bands. Yeah, he, he, he just, he'd walk around and look at rubber bands. And he, he loved to look at paper clips. And I, I'm in Australia with him. We're in, in Sydney with this guy. The first place we go is this, this lousy stationery store. And I said, but Simon, what do we want? You've been in stationery store. Let's see, Jakarta. You were in the stationery store in, in uh, Bangkok. Bangkok, two of them in Bangkok. We went in the stationery store. Remember that one that was upstairs, the one in Tehran? And he says, got to go, got to go. I says, well, gee whiz. It was like he was, you know, he was mad, like, like he needed a drink. You remember Ray Milan staggering down 3rd Avenue looking for a drink? So, you know, he's been out of a stationery store for well over seven hours since we left Jakarta. So we go into this damn stationery store, and he stands there, and he says, boy, look at those. Boy, isn't that a very, that's an interesting paper clip. That's what it certainly is. It's uh, made out of metal, right? That's very interesting, son. He says, yeah, but look, it's got little... It's got little grooves on the edges, so the paper doesn't slip. Uh, uh, how much? Uh, how much are these, Miss? And she says, "Oh, a uh, uh, boy, a toy, I want pants." He says, "Oh, I see, That's seventeen dollars." So he's walking around. <laughs> he goes out loaded with stationery. So we travel all over the world. Yes, I, I think that you could create a, a whole new market. See, uh, if you're a cruise director, you know, cruise directors are always trying to come up with the with special tours. You know, like a tour for people who are hung on horses. We go and you ride a horse. Every place you go, or you're uh, you're hung on golf, you go on the golf tour of uh, Europe, or you go on the trout fishing tour, all that stuff. Uh, there are more esoteric hang-ups. Yes, the stationary store tour of the eastern hemisphere, or is it the west, or is it northern? Or where, what, uh, how do the hemispheres come here these days, or have they changed that? Of course, you know there's an ice age coming, so that whole hemisphere thing is out the window shortly. Uh, and I'll be pretty soon if I don't get these commercials on fast. Shopping for HERS potato chips and snack foods is a family affair because HERS has something for everyone. Potato chips, pretzels, corn chips. Everybody finds a favorite. HERS potato chips taste better because they're made naturally with no preservatives added. HERS potato chips are country fresh and packaged to stay that way when you get them home. Easy to open, serve, and reseal. Hers, good things from the country. A dazzling, lavish new musical is open at the Palace, starring sensational Joel Gray, whom Clint Barnes of the New York Times called Pure Gold. Jeffrey Lyons said Good Time Charlie is a wondrous joy to behold. Broadway at its best. And Joel Gray electrifies the stage. Virgil Scudder raved, You should put Good Time Charlie on your must-see list. Pat Collins rated Joel Gray's performance as the most spectacular in many a season. Don't miss this year's big new musical, Joel Gray and Good Time Charlie, at the Palace Theater. Starting this Sunday at 9 a.m., internationally famous Emilio Gucci Fur Corporation opens its factory doors to the general public. You'll find unbelievable savings on the latest Emilio Gucci Minx, Foxes, Lynx, every fur and style with savings of up to 70%. This is a unique opportunity. Many are one-of-a-kind designer samples, all from the Emilio Gucci factory showroom. You're buying direct from the manufacturer, no retail store markup. Here are some examples of the savings. Floor-length mink, regularly $2,500, now $999. Raccoon coat, regularly $1,200, now $499. And for the spring and natural mink jacket, regularly $899, now $499. Come to the Emilio Gucci Fur Factory at 333 7th Avenue, corner of 29th Street, in the heart of the wholesale fur market. Sale starts this Sunday, March 23rd at 9 a.m. They're closed on Saturday. 
That's Emilio Gucci-Purr's 333 7th Avenue, corner 29th Street. Sale starts this Sunday, March 23rd. All credit cards accepted. For information, call 244-3161. Are you interested in vitamins containing natural source ingredients? There's a broad line of squib vitamins containing these natural source ingredients called Golden Bounty, now available in your area. The squib name is important when you buy vitamins because you want a name you can trust. Squibb has marketed vitamin products since 1875. So you make an investment in confidence when you buy Squibb vitamins. Golden Bounty vitamins containing natural source ingredients include wheat germ oil, cod liver oil, brewer's yeast, protein tablets and powder in assorted strengths and sizes. Certain other Golden Bounty products are for use only in vitamin deficiencies. Some contain man-made and natural source ingredients. See product labels. Golden Bounty vitamins, naturally good. Check your Squibb Vitamin Headquarters at your local pharmacy or department store drug section. And now for the Hills Food Report for the week of March 17th. A dollar nineteen a pound. That's the price to remember at Hills this week. Hills butchers have taken advantage of falling beef prices across the country to stock up on whole shells of beef and bottom round roast beef. Both are selling for a dollar nineteen a pound at Hills, and that represents significant savings on both. The whole shells of beef are down 50 cents a pound. And Hills Butchers will be happy to custom cut your whole shell into individual shell steaks absolutely free. $1.19 a pound on bottom round roast beef marks a 20 cent reduction on this beef eater's favorite. Shoppers who stop at Hills this week are invited to choose from a complete selection of Passover foods. And don't forget to check the weekly Hills newspaper ads for valuable coupons before you do your shopping. Coupons are extra savings in addition to Hills' weekly sales features. If you don't shop Hills this week, you'll probably pay too much for food. <laughs> right, uh, you didn't think I'd do it, right, sales department? <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, I would like to salute the Swedes tonight, if I may. Any of you Swedafields out there? The Swedes, uh, you know, uh, well, I'll just give you the the, the uh, news bulletin here as it is. It says the Swedish firm has come up with a clever way to give business letters and personal letters more zing. Photos on the letterheads depicting the mood of the sender. Uh, personalized business cards with the bearer's photo have been around a long time. But the Swedes took this idea one step further. Picture of the writer on the letterhead. Nor is it any old portrait. There are four to ten alternate versions ranging from a happy face to one of earnest concentration, slight irritation, downright fury, or and a face that says, If you don't pay up, you're going to the can! He's looking right out at you. Now, they have a set of personalized letters which can be uh, purchased in uh, the nude form. So if you'd like to advertise what little you've got, they would be delighted uh, to, to put you on a letter in various well, hey, let's say poses. <laughs> that conjures up. Can you imagine opening a letter from your aunt? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know, I thought that was all rubber or something. She to, Look at that. It's real. They must weigh 40 pounds each. I don't know what's the matter with me tonight. It's bad, man, I tell you. The head is going bad. You notice that? Have you noticed that? You know, while all the rest of the world seems to be getting straighter, it's happening to me. I don't know what's happening. For example, I would like to salute 
a person tonight who deserves to be saluted. And for those of you who feel that, that evil is not indigenous to mankind, it is only rotten society that teaches evil to the young and the uh, beautiful kids of our world, I would like to lay this goodie on you from Noblesville, Indiana, significantly. Noblesville. Do you know anything about Noblesville? Oh, listen. Noblesville, Indiana is, uh, and has been in the past, the Vatican of ace basketball players. <laughs> they have turned out basketball players that make anything that you've ever seen playing the Knicks look like guys fooling around in the playground. I'll tell you, Noblesville. Yes, Noblesville one time, the Noblesville, the, the main Noblesville high school basketball team one time, had a 34-foot center. Unbelievable. They couldn't get him in the gym. Uh, that's right. Uh, I'm just telling you the truth about those places. And they have great names for their basketball teams out there. Frankfurt, the Frankfurt Hot Dogs. Great name, right? Do you agree? How about the uh, Horace Mann Blue Devils? It's a good name. How about the uh, Laporte Slicers? You know why they call them the Slicers? Their main industry there in town is they make these big carving knives. <laughs> and, the, and the basketball team comes out and has this great big knife. Of course, it's like Laporte Slicers. Evil. Well, anyway, in Noblesville, Indiana, this is right in the heart of the Walton's country. While in police custody, Bruce, no, Brian, excuse me, Brian Landis of Noblesville drove off with a patrol car. Now, remember, he was in police custody. He swiped the squad car. He lied about his name. He lied about his address. Commandeered a police radio and disarmed the chief of police. All in one fell swoop. What's so great about that story? Brian is four. Okay, you heard about it, right? Well, now you think this is a casual thing. You think it is? Listen, I want to tell you, there was a three-year-old kid. Maybe it's because there is a Bible belt there. It produces consummate... Uh, evangelicalism and consummate evil. This, by the way, Noblesville is John Dillinger country. Dillinger came right out of that area. You may not know where Noblesville is. It's right in the heart of Dillinger. And Dillinger used to spend a lot of time in Noblesville. He used to spend a lot of time in a town out there. You've heard of Muncie. He spent a lot of time in Muncie, places like West Lafayette. And they're all in a certain area out there. Angola, Mishawaka. And uh, this, this has produced some interesting people. On the one hand, there's wild uh, evangelists come out of that area. On the other hand, Dillinger and Brian. Well, there was a three-year-old kid one time that was caught. He had set fire to four separate churches, burned three of them to the ground. <laughs> Only churches this kid hit. <laughs> what was he trying to tell us? And you're going to say, how can a three-year-old kid set fire a church? Well, I had a three-year-old kid disarm a police chief and drive around. That was a four-year-old kid. So, you know. Did you ever see a, a, a movie called The... People have all always been afflicted with that love-hate fear relationship towards very little kids because they're close to an animal on one level. And it runs through movies a lot. Did you ever read... Did you ever see The Village of the Damned? classical example of that. <laughs> uh, the Wilden Golding. No, not Golding. Uh, oh, uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Golding. William Golding. That was a classic example of the fear of 
what lies within the hearts. You know, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? And further than that, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of that brat? I mean, he's probably tougher than all of us. Because, yeah. see, he doesn't know. <laughs> and also, he gets away with a lot that you and I couldn't get away with. Because, you know, it would be very hard for you to go down to the church basement with seven gallons of kerosene, uh, you know, a couple of gunny sacks full of uh, sawdust, and, uh, you know, four or five Ronson lighters. How do you all keep to get away with that? So, oh, it's cute. Look at that. Boom. Up it goes. Well, you know how to cheat. You how to happen with the police, chief, don't you? You know how it actually happened? Here's this four-year-old kid. He says, you want to play with my gun? And the kid did. He says, all right, I got the drop on you. Okay. The kid backed out, jumped in the squad car, and drove away. That's... <laughs> got off a few shots, you know, of passing 747. Hey, this is W.O.Y. New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation.